0: Welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast and we're talking about Masters of the Universe which is on Netflix which is a I guess sequel reimagining of He-Man which came out during the 80s so depending upon what age you are you may or may not remember He-Man but there was also a 2002 reboot of He-Man. I guess it came on Cartoon Network, maybe?
1: Yeah, the 2002 when it came on a Cartoon Network.
0: Yeah, so again, dependent upon... That was pretty really good.
1: That was really good, actually.
0: Yeah, but this one is done by Kevin Smith. At this point, not sure if people trust him any longer. Kevin Smith is a well-established director in geek culture, but uh, again, at this point, that might be up in the air. With this, Netflix has it and with a lot of pushes in certain media, has to deal with diversity, and this one certainly has set off a firestorm about diversity. Keith, how do you feel about Masters of the Universe?
1: I want to preface this by saying that this was apparently a series meant for me. At the toys, watch the TV series religiously. I still watch it. Corny, hokey, and dumb. I watched The New Adventures of He-Man. It was kind of garbage. And I watched the 2002 one, which was pretty good, actually. This, I understand what Kevin Smith was doing with this. And I don't think I appreciate it. It's more or less a sort of a unofficial sequel to what happened in the TV show. He-Man had his goofy adventures. Skeletor and his minions are trying to break in and get the power of Grayskull. And... He-Man and his friends stop him, but the twist on this is that, in the, from the first episode, is that Skeletor figures out that Greyskull is actually protecting something. It's protecting the absolute power of the universe. It actually goes into further background about what Eternia is and that He-Man's involvement and in the whole masses of the universe is that... Eternia is the first planet in existence in the universe. It's the birthplace of all magic in the universe and the birthplace of all life in the universe. So conflict between good and evil is played out in this one small planet. It is it affects all of existence. Skeletor figures out, okay, all the past inventions were dumb, but I finally figured out what's going on here. And now I'm going to take this thing up to the next step. It's basically like that if you watch those old Cartoons where the evil villain kidnaps the damsel in distress, but instead he decides to pull out a pistol and start shooting people. It says, "The heck with this! I'm just going to do it this way." The Skeletor does something similar; like he causes a cataclysm. He Man is killed or it disappears, and with his disappearance, the one person, one of the characters, Tila, who is the captain of the guard, and she doesn't know that Prince Adam is actually He Man. She learns that the truth that. They got to break the news to the royal family that He-Man is gone. And they're kind of like, uh, oh, that sucks. Well, we'll have to find another He-Man or another hero. Where's my son? And then they got to break the news that, oh, by the way, He-Man was your son. He's dead. So the king goes ham. He fires man at arms, banishes him from this palace. He kicks out Orko, the floating thing, because they've all lied. Teela gets pissed off and she quits and goes off into her own way because everyone's been lying to her. And you fast forward like five years later, a few years later, and the the planet is in shambles. Magic is going away, and Tila is going off on adventures as a mercenary. But she's sort of the disgruntled hero at this point. That kind of shift from the first episode to the second episode was just like, what the heck is going on? And then on the side, it's like He Man only pops up in the series in flashbacks. So it's not really He-Man. It's not about He-Man. It's literally about Teela, the other people who are kind of picking up the pieces. So they basically did what most creators do when they try to make something edgier or more relevant. They basically deconstruct it. In this case, this is the deconstruction of He-Man. He-Man was in Skeletor. The whole thing was misogynistic. Got some guy playing out that battles and the women are along as a sidekick. It just played out. It hits the familiar tropes of we've been seeing in the last almost 10 years now of you play up the female characters by knocking down the male characters that have been a part of that. And what's more, you had that whole deconstruction aspect where throw out there that, oh, they were too stupid to do anything. I think Evil Lens in it, and she says a line about how He-Man was a goody two-shoes who just like to play hero. Whereas the most dangerous person out there was Man at arms, basically breaking down, just deconstructing the whole thing. And it didn't play an homage to the previous series. It more or less played the previous series as this thing of, this is how it was done in the past. And it was insensitive. It didn't handle certain things properly. And it was hokey and goofy. This is the new way. This is the reality of the situation. People are dying. People are getting killed. And... He-Man didn't really do his job. It, towards the last episode, I mean, I don't even know if I want to spoil it or anything. I mean, the last episode was, I'll admit it was a bit of a shocker. I can see it as being done for shock value purpose. I don't think it's going to get better in the next season. In fact, I think next season is going to be more of the same. It's only got five episodes, so it's only two and a half hours of of this to go through, so you can get through it in one sitting. And for the most part, it's the action's good, the animation is decent, you know, the voice acting is good. You're messing with people's nostalgia. I mean, it didn't fit with a, a remake of the whole thing. They should have stuck with He-Man being the focus of it. They could have advanced Teela's character just as fine, just as well. But I mean, it, it really didn't do it a whole lot of justice. So I'm not certain I'm gonna even going to watch the next season. I'm not going to knock this season. I understand what he was trying to do. I'm a little tired of the whole deconstructing the material that I'm nostalgic for it's not necessary at this message of the universe was in a state where it hadn't gotten its proper showing since 2002 and then you had Shira, Princess of Power, which is a total reimagination of it that was really popular with their core demographic that they were going for young girls and they actually did it seriously they didn't play it for laughs they didn't deconstruct the character they reimagined the character today and then you get Master of the universe You get he man he's thrown up there and like oh he sucks let's put this new character in here and this wasn't handled properly or executed the way i would have wanted for it so that's my take on it it's a little complex and everything but my opinion is just, i'm just not a fan of his, his take on it
2: all right matt i actually love the series it did pay homage to in my opinion so the old series i see where keith is coming from but honestly at this point in time in the first episode, He-Man was overpowering everybody. He was the overpowered hero that whooped everyone's ass on the first episode. So, I mean, where would you expect them to go given that series? I like the complexities that they did have with the characters. And they He-Man, you're right, was not the focal point. But I think he was looking at the long game of He-Man rather than, all right, I'm just going to have him whoop everyone's tail. You're going to kill Skeletor, and then that'll be it. We actually saw the depth of the characters, the relationship between whatever the girl's name that quit and Man of War. I thought that was pretty nice. The animation, in my opinion, was great. A. Uh, I really liked the series, although I'm kind of sad it, it wasn't a lot of episodes, but five or six is pretty good. So I haven't seen it,
0: and I probably won't be watching it just for different reasons, but I want to push back because if their whole arc for some of this stuff, Netflix cancels TV shows and properties without warning. Jupiter's Legacy got canceled after one season.
1: Well, no one wanted to watch it. So,
0: But Netflix will cancel even popular stuff. So, yes, they will do. That. If this Masters of the Universe is two seasons, literally going to be it for this version of anything. I mean, I think there's still a He-Man movie. Out there that's the whatever happened with the rights. And Intel has the toy rights, and whoever picked the filmation stuff has the movie rights. So there's still technically a He-Man movie. Maybe you might get the completeness that you might be looking for if you're a He-Man fan. I mean, with all that stuff, it's a little difficult to have Netflix take this direction with the show. I was pumped from the trailer and then, I mean, there was a couple weeks of negativity surrounding this. I think that just kind of turned me off to it. I mean, again, I haven't watched it. Maybe I'll get around to it, but hey, guess what? I watched Godfather and Godfather Part 2 (laughs) back-to-back over the weekend. That's what I care about. Talking to one of my friends, and I'm like, if they do a woke remake, the back to the future where all of a sudden Zendaya is now Martina. I'm going to be pissed off <laughs> <And> <laughs> review bombing somebody because that should not happen. Probably will happen. Please don't reboot or do anything with back to the future. Leave it alone. The movie should stand on its own. The three movies, the third movie is terrible, but the three movies should stand on its own. Like I don't want to see reboots like this. I don't want to see reboots like that. So Keith, what score would you give Masters of the Universe? Six.
1: I just was not enthusiastic. That first episode I was pumped up for. I liked it a lot. And I was genuinely shocked by some of the stuff. I mean, I could just see the edges of what they were trying to do with it. Like they were giving it an update and trying to make an, a a compelling show without some OP character in the mix. But there are better ways of doing that, and, and, and I just dislike the whole "let's depower the overpowered guy" angle to make a compelling story. Like you can.
0: Same thing happened in Star Wars. Let's turn Luke Skywalker into some green milk-drinking fool.
1: For the longest time, I was trying to figure out why I was. <laughs> that is it exactly. That is it exactly. Like, I wanted to take it serious. I wanted He-Man a vehicle to sell toys. Yeah. That was all it was. That that TV show was super. That,
0: Transformers were all. Less yeah. Was,
1: so there was very little story put into it. It was just kind of hacked through some stuff together and put it in there. But I had fun with it. I thought it was enjoyable. I was hoping to get something like a nice, good update to it. I liked what the Cartoon Network version that they did, their update to it. I'm thinking Kevin Smith. Yeah, there we go. There's some muscle behind it. He was going to go ahead and, and deliver some old schoolness. He gives a serious story and roll it from there. But the last five minutes of the final episode, I'm like, oh, it was definitely a jaw dropper. It was, it was an old snap moment. And I'm like, okay, here we go. But that's the type of villain you would want He-Man to fight. And that could be interesting. But instead, it can see where it's going to go from there. They're going to do it without him. So I'm just like, all right whatever so uh, just unenthusiastic at the end I'm waiting for them to turn a corner and he-man pop up and they, they get back to the basics and stuff but it didn't happen so I give it a 6 good effort I appreciate what they were trying to do but the deconstructing thing didn't work it blew up in the face of the Star Wars uh verse universe when they did it with Luke Skywalker it's not going to work well with he-man just let him be OP and let him be powerful and good and heroic keep it like that and just kind of work harder to come up with more compelling
2: stories all right matt i'd give it an eight pays good nostalgia to the series gives it a new fresh direction other than he-man just beating everybody up i'm not a big fan of overpowered superheroes over and over and over again simple plot so burner season with the twist at the end which i like although we all know what's going to happen in season two eight very enjoyable for me perfect nostalgia in my opinion and i hope they continue with the different complexities of the characters and not make he man the only only focus of it with him just beating everybody up because that series wouldn't last very long eight thoroughly enjoyed it
0: i mean i would just say there's stuff you can do for that it seems like this direction is just not appropriate way to handle some of that i mean because i understand what happened i talked to my brother about it but it just seems it could have been handled differently but the ESG ecological social governance score route that now everything has to be so woke so we can get enough people investing into our company has ruined Hollywood and ruined a lot of television. That's my view on some of that stuff. I mean, I would say the scores aren't too far off from each other. Six versus eight. So there's something there, but is that something the nostalgia route or is that something the the reimagining route but it seems like whatever happened just set off a firestorm of (laughs) negativity on the internet this weekend and you can look at it two different ways you can look at it as the access media established media is never going to say anything outrightly negative that would prevent them from gaining access to something in the future They'll point out some flaws, but it'll be some puff piece even if it's positive and or negative. Unless you're an independent reviewer that's already been established for years and you can get away with that stuff. Person that is the fan, the person that's the appreciation of it. I mean, I would say, obviously, My Little Pony has a very big following. And or, oh, Car- and or Care Bears. This. But what if I turned My Little Pony into like my little doggy <laughs> and people get upset. It's like, well, I thought that I came here for a My Little Pony TV show, movie, or something, and uh, you know, the furries start wigging out. And that just turns into a another problem where when you're in a position to control a property, that property means a lot to people, whether it just be emotional whether it just be nostalgic, whether it just be I own toys or I own comic books, whatever, when you're in control of that, I mean, today's society dictates that it needs to be overly woke, overly social, overly political. And even if you're not intending to do that, those are things that are put up on a whiteboard. Those are eventually going to be the topics of the show. So for people that can see some of that happening, people watching the property. Let's say I'm gonna get a box of cereal and all of a sudden I get oatmeal. Like, no, I want cereal. <laughs> like I mean, it's it's two different things. It's like, well, well, this is still breakfast. Like, no, no, it's not. Like I want cereal. I guess some of the outrage can't necessarily agree with it, but at some point you need accurate measures of what the property means to the people looking at. And if overwhelmingly it is negative, that should dictate to the people that own the property that a certain direction might need to change. That's really what it is. For all what's going to happen? Netflix is not going to change. And, you know, even though their numbers are dropping, and they're trying to uh, look for another avenues of, I guess investments, so they're talking about games and stuff, whether it be mobile or and or something like Google Stadia or GeForce Now or xCloud or whatever they decide to do. I think a little bit with the streaming war, streaming platform stuff, that there's just one too many streaming platforms. I mean, there's CNN Plus. Like, Why does CNN need a streaming platform? I think there's just too much of it. And then Netflix puts out a lot of bloat. And I think I might have opened up Netflix for the first time in maybe about like two months. Can't really say that anything that they're recommending or anything that's in the top 10 or so is something that I want to watch. Because it's not for me. Like, And you should be pulling analytics for things that I have watched or things that I have on my watch list. And none of that is anything that I really want to see. I would say maybe Amazon might be a little bit better with that than Netflix I mean I think Jupiter's Legacy might have been the last thing that I had intended to watch and that was not
1: good I gotta agree with the bloat only to a degree is that there is something for everyone on Netflix so
0: Netflix has a lot of trash I it's,
1: mean, there, there's a lot that, of trash that, that's, just, that, that's that. the
0: thing the core thing with all these streaming services the reason why you see all these buyouts is the reason why you see all this consolidation happening <laughs> The streaming services need content. At some point, you're going to reach, you know, regardless if you're even trying to do your own shows, you're going to reach a plateau that you won't be able to come from. But go ahead.
1: Netflix does have a lot of stuff. It's got a lot of stuff. It's got enough stuff for everyone. But at this stage of the game, it's still my go-to thing for that. I mean, I'll go through Netflix and just, I'm looking at their top 10 trending as intended, of course. Jump on with what's trending at the moment and stuff. Or I've got the shows I'm watching or movies I'm watching. It's there. It's still my go-to streaming service, regardless of the bloat that's on there. Throwing stuff on the board to see what sticks. If they got the money for it, I'm all for them to go on ahead and do that. All right? They are... But they,
0: again, you talk about Netflix that will cancel shows halfway through the season. Jupiter Legacy got one season.
1: Nobody was watching it. Like <laughs> Everyone stopped I, watching the I damn understand show. that. Like, I
0: understand that, but... I, even with that show, I guess the audience reaction to it was overtly negative. So that should tell you something. Mm. And then like I said, the access media, the established media, they're not necessarily going to say anything negative. Like Snake Eyes, like they were negative about that. <laughs> but not negative as in, hey, this thing's trash, burn it down to the ground. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just getting to a point where anything that was established, regardless if it was something geared towards a certain gender, race. The people in control of those properties are intending to water it down, till it means nothing. I mean, regardless of what it is, it doesn't matter if it's. I mean, again, Charlie's Angels came out. Charlie's Angels were watching that during the seventies or like whatever that came on. I mean, it was before my time, but unless you were watching it then and/or the two thousands. Nobody's really looking for that, so why are you rebooting that? As in trying to reboot it just because it it has to be safe enough because it's an established property that you have to do something with. I, I'm just gonna get to the point where I, I know that anything that is a reboot, yeah, I mean, hope Dune does not turn out to be like that.
1: No, Dune's gonna be amazing.
0: You say that now, Keith.
1: know <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it's just gonna be amazing. Like I, I don't want to hear shit else against it.
0: Yeah, but... It, 10 out
1: of 10, y'all. You know, I know for a fact.
0: I mean, anything that is a staff is like, at some point, it wouldn't surprise me that Top Gun, the new one that's coming out, is not about Tom Cruise. <laughs> it wouldn't no, surprise me.
1: Would be impossible, but okay. That's... It, I'll have to admit, yeah, I would not blank. I wouldn't like it, but I understand what you're saying, though. Yeah. It's me all about
2: Tom Cruise.
0: Matt, what would happen if it's not about Tom Cruise? Tell me.
2: I'm going to jump off a bridge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean again, it just seems like the people in control of these properties are intending to water it down till it means nothing. So all it is is just we have more content for our streaming service.
1: I dislike being super negative about stuff give everything a chance but uh (laughs) god damn it wish i liked it as much as matt did i really do everyone thought that teela was going to become the new He man or something like that but it was honestly worse than that yeah and kevin Uh, smith
0: was fairly defensive about it too
1: defensive about it and
0: uh, i mean i I guess rightfully so like you work on that like all right i made my money i don't care and I guess we'll see what happens with Clerks 3 when Clerks 3 comes out. If uh, people review bomb that. I guess that's the problem with the internet and also the problem with Twitter that people are gauging the audience reaction based off that stuff. And whether it just be the loudest people are the ones very vocal about it. And, I mean, at some point shows like this turn into – Gender discussions, and it's like, well, we have to destroy the patriarchy or whatever kind of nonsense that you're talking about. At the core level, people enjoy He Man, Masters of the Universe for He Man and Skeletor. Everybody else is inconsequential Mm -hmm. to that dynamic. I mean, why don't you just kill Skeletor off? Like, was that ever an option on the table?
1: Why didn't they, and why did they kill Skeletor? I'm just
0: saying, well, I can see that this might have been the only direction they could have gone in, or I guess maybe Kevin Smith's interpretation of the answer is, He-Man does this, and this is the natural evolution, but Skeletor could go away, and somebody worse than Skeletor could come
1: through. Well, the promise of it popped up. Skeletor won. He figured out the, the way to get it, so He-Man wasn't invincible. And then it was just Reforged the Sword. Taylor's on her journey of awareness and discovery and reconnect. And the end, you, you get to get to the last episode. And he's kind of like, oh, what the hell? He's like, oh, shit, this is about to pop off. He-Man's coming back. And then it's like, oh, shit. Dude, just bust out of nowhere. He just like... Said, fuck it, I'm going to win. Like, he's basically.
0: And now we also look at the fact that Netflix also has Voltron. And I guess they've already. Did that finish? I want to say, I think they might have completed that whole arc. That did not take that direction. No, it didn't. And then also, they have Castlevania as well, which also did not take that direction. So.
1: It did not. Castlevania with some shit was the shit. Like, that? that's why I was pumped for this, because that Netflix animation is the shit, dude. Like, Castlevania was awesome.
0: Yeah, if I decided to make a, I guess, Americanized version of One Punch Man, but it's not about <sighs> One Punch Man. <laughs> it's about Saitama. And...
1: <laughs> No, like the, the, no, see, Matt, you need to watch. That's a true story of someone who's just over <laughs> yeah. beyond all belief and he having a compelling TV show about him. Yeah. A like compelling storyline.
0: He can kill people one punch. No, he just- literally, like, he, <laughs>
1: he just punches the shit out of anything and then he needs to be killed with one fucking
2: punch. I think that's um, amazing. No, uh, how the hell do you hate He-Man then? Like I don't <laughs> well, I don't watch it. I don't watch One Punch Man though. That's the thing. Well, so it doesn't I, have I any think value for me. One Punch Man
0: so. shows how you can do that properly. I mean, people will talk about Superman. That Superman's overpowered. Particularly James. James does not like Superman. There is no secret that James hates Superman. Batman is awesome. But there are ways to do Superman and not have it be kryptonite or have it be some silly Superman died thing. Beast Game Podcast and Masters of the Universe.